Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. No doubt. I mean, I'm, I'm, I got the ball in my hands a lot more. Um, Coach just wants me to make plays, and the guys want me to make plays. Like, they're out there on the court, like, we're going to follow you. We're just make a play. We know you're going to make the right play. So when your teammates are saying that, that's just that's unbelievable confidence, and it makes it, like I said, it makes it easy for me. I just got to go out there and make the play. Oh, no doubt. I mean, I think that was a playoff game. Two teams fighting to get in the playoffs, and then, like you said, we were down 16, and we didn't, we didn't give up. We just kept fighting and kept believing in each other, and, and we got the win. Celtics pull off a huge comeback. They win 106-98. to This is the Garden Report presented by Lynda.com and Peak Organic Brewing on CLNS Radio and Celtics Blog. My name is Jared Weiss. With me, as always, Julian Edlow of WEEI and CLNS Radio. Uh, this is the Garden Report brought to you by Lynda.com and now Peak Organic Brewing, delicious organic beer. And, of course, Lynda.com, where you learn how to drink that delicious organic beer. You can learn anything you want at Lynda.com. So we're going to talk about this game. It's going to be eerily similar to the last show we did. It except going to be eerily maybe, like, similar. The, the stakes are going to be higher, basically, because... Last game, we did one segment on Thomas and then one segment on Jarebko and then finish off the show. It was basically the same story tonight. The new guys they brought in are playing absolutely fantastic. The big difference was it was a blowout against the Knicks. Tonight, it was actually a pretty tight game. It was actually an incredible game, really. It was an and incredible game. It became a playoff atmosphere, which is important because as of recording of this show at about 11 uh, p.m. on uh, Friday night, the Celtics are just a shade outside of the playoff spot uh, behind Indiana. And then they, eight. Charlotte still holds the tiebreaker, but they're basically in the playoffs right now. I mean, like one game it's tied here. for ninth is basically in the playoffs. I mean, they, they basically, basically are because, the hey, if Indiana goes out and loses tomorrow and then Charlotte loses tomorrow, the Celtics don't need to play a game to See be in the happens. playoffs. So it's like, yeah, they're basically in the playoffs. But the point is, is that the playoff crowd needs to get ready because there is a very good chance they could be facing the Atlanta Hawks in two months from now or even less than two months. And I'm really glad I rescheduled my late April vacation because <laughs> it looks like I actually did that after they beat the Hawks before the All-Star break. And it looks like there's a good chance they could be Making facing moves. the Hawks there after after uh, after the regular season's over. So let's talk about Isaiah Thomas first. Um, he gets better and better every game. He had a season-high 28 points tonight. I looked to see if it was a career high, and then I forgot. When he was in Sacramento, he was fantastic. He had like 30-plus about five times uh, was it was last year. Yep. So 
the guy looks fantastic. He's his shots are a little bit erratic. I mean, he's not like a he's not shooting over fifty percent right now, which is not what you would really expect from a player like that. He's a high volume, basically put the ball in his hands every single play kind of guy. But he is great on the break. He's working his butt off on defense. You know, he's not going to he's not going to shut anybody down defensively. But he is working pretty hard, and his ability to cut through the lane is absolutely phenomenal. And we haven't seen a Celtic player do this in a while. That last thing is by far the biggest thing. Thomas is, you know, a, a good shooter, a good passer, a good ball handler. He's obviously he's fantastic at a lot of things for his size. But that last thing, slashing through the lane, getting into the lane with the ball, finishing around the rim. Their best finisher is 5'9", and it's not even close. He gets to the free throw line, 8 for 10 tonight. He was 11 of 11 last game. His ability to slash through the lane, I don't want to make any, you know, comparisons that are too crazy but he he kind of can remind you of the best of those little guys that can slash through the lane like an Iverson type scorer in the lane don't get that all twisted up I'm not saying Isaiah Thomas is Allen Iverson but he when they got down big tonight Thomas took it upon his shoulders started going to the rim and it worked he was finishing layups he was getting to the free throw line I do not think it can be overstated Isaiah Thomas's value in getting to the rim because there's no one else on this team that can quite do it like he does and you know it's not close and then the rest of the lineup he has those shooters around him he was fantastic tonight and that was their biggest need there's no question by far, by far the biggest need even more than getting a good rim protector because I mean let's give Tyler Zeller credit he's been pretty solid in limited minutes as a rim protector uh, but they needed a guy that could just get through the defense they couldn't do it, and they, Marcus Smart, who was well, they, wasn't terrible as a point guard, he wasn't able to pass the ball forward. He's passing it sideways, passing it backwards, stuff Smart's like that. Smart's got a lot to learn. Yeah, they have a guy now that can just charge through, and he can make huge plays. And the thing is, they did have someone that can get through the lane like that. That's Rondo. What yeah. he didn't do is finish and look to score. Rondo can knife through a defense just like Isaiah Thomas, but he's just going to be pounding it, looking around where to go with the ball. Thomas, the defense is up on their toes, backing up. Is he going to pull up? Is he going to go all the way to the rim? Or is he going to pass? That's what keeps the defense on, on its toes. Isaiah Thomas has the ability to do what Rondo could not do, and the team is thriving around it. Now, uh, it's Sloan this weekend. So I was at Sloan earlier today. Um, there's a lot of analytics guys in town right now. We said, yep. I was sitting next to a couple of them. And one thing that we were actually remarking upon was that uh, the way that Isaiah was driving at the rim, going up, ju jumping over guys, it, it actually reminded me a lot of Jeff Green, believe it or not. <laughs> okay. Jeff Green is a, is kind of similar in the way that Jeff Green, he he can't really knife through a lane. He has to kind of get like a straightforward lane. But w when he goes to the rim, he just tries to jump over everyone. And we're seeing Isaiah Thomas, he's like it's he's just trying to jump over the defenders. And it's amazing to see that Thomas. No, you're not going to get a word in. Okay. But Thomas, I'm getting is a is a foot shorter than Green, right. yet is so much more effective as a finisher and finishing in basically the same kind of way, just trying to jump over the defender. So I'm going to tell you what the difference is. Jeff Green gets the ball, full speed to the rim. Thomas is shifty, changes his speeds. That's what I feel like the difference is. It, it's not that, I mean, Thomas can be however much more athletic he wants than Green. He's not going to grow a foot. So Green just kind of winds up and goes to the rim, tries to use his speed and athleticism, and he has a lot of it. Thomas 
there's got to be something different in his game because he's a foot shorter and he somehow manages to do it. I think it's just that Thomas is so much more shifty, so much more crafty with his dribble, and then he just finds his way, finds his way in there, and then when he gets there, he's not afraid to go up against much, much bigger guys. I mean, he's thrown up a lot of crazy shots, but I mean, his ability to get to kind of jump as high as he can, get kind of hang in the air, and then get the left arm out there to throw like a hook shot or something like he that. He draws more contact yeah. than Green, too. And we see sometimes he misses layups because he's trying to draw the foul, which I don't think there's I no, re that's just part there's of the no reason nine. to criticize that. And the main reason why is because nobody can get to the line on right. the team before him, especially Jeff Green, the guy that should have gone to the line 10 times a game, like a league leader, because that's yeah. his game is to drive into the contact. Or that's what should be his game. We're seeing Isaiah Thomas loves the contact. He's everything you could want in a player, except he's only five foot nine. And I feel like there's weird. I was just on the radio. Doesn't matter about, so far. He's been perfect. Yeah, it's just on the radio talking about how like Jared Solinger, if only he could be in Brandon Bass's body. It's like you know, it's it's so hard to find the perfect NBA player. And Isaiah Thomas is doing everything you could ever want out of a little guy to do. And as far as his future with this team, what's great about him is that he fits in well with the other two guys that they have down there in Smart and Bradley. And he is good and excels at being a six man. So seeing him dominate as a starter now, knowing that there is some sort of future where he could be a six man, we're seeing absolutely everything that you could want to see out of him. Agree. That's all you need Keep to know. Keep it simple. All right, we're going to come back for part two, and we're going to really get more into this game and talk about Jonas, because his name is really Jonas. Uh, the Cigar Report will be right back for part two. It's amazing. Um, I mean, me and Isaiah are literally from the same area, so, I mean, we're automatically like family, and so that's amazing to get a chance to play with him. I'm happy he's playing well. Peak Organic Brewing. Clean, crisp, delicious. Peak's beer showcased the delicious hops and grains grown by local Northeast farmers. Delicious beers brewed with the best possible ingredients. So follow them at Peak Brewing on Twitter and Instagram and on Facebook at facebook.com slash peakbrewing. Let's get back to the show. You know, I like the system we play and, uh, you know, we're spreading the floor out there and uh, the centers are a little bit slower than me, so why not? So is practice overrated? Yeah, I guess. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, we got one tomorrow, so I'm looking forward to it and, uh, you know, get some practice time out on the court with the guys and, and you know, the system and the coaching staff and all that. So, uh, But we played well. Uh, you know, it's been fun out there. You know, we've got a great group of guys and a great coaching staff, and it's, you know, it's been fun. All right, we're back for part two. You just heard about Peak Organic Brewing. you got to hear about lynda.com. Find some great educational resources online at lynda.com. They are powering the Garden Report. Now we got to talk about what happened in this game, especially in the fourth quarter there. Celtics were down 25-1 to run by Charlotte. They're able to somehow overcome it. They finish on a 10-3 to run in the last two minutes there. Everybody from the second unit, they really took over at the end of that game. They did, no doubt about it. And, you know, so if I tell you before the season starts that – the Celtics' best duo might be Isaiah Thomas and Jonas Jerebko. Which you're welcome You to say. <laughs> I say absolutely. That's a no-brainer. <laughs> yeah, it was easy to see coming that these two guys would be coming off the Celtics bench and just be leading them to victories and keeping them in the playoff on before the season started. So, really, there's not much to talk about here. But if we did have to talk about it, I would say that Jerebko has been somehow the ideal, not only backup center, but finishing center in these games lately. And Avery Bradley, after the game, said, was asked what the difference has been lately in the Celtics playing so well. And his initial response was Isaiah Thomas. 
and then he went on to say, well, it's also, it's everybody, it's people are playing their roles and so on. But his initial reaction is, what's true? Isaiah Thomas is the difference, and he's helping guys like Jarebko in this second unit and Jay Crowder become, you know, a huge part of this team's success. And in the fourth quarter, that, that bench unit, along with Avery Bradley, just got the job done. They made, they played small ball, and no matter what Charlotte was doing, they said, we're going to stick to this. You guys have to match up to us. And that unit was the difference maker in this game. And, you know, the thing that I love is that the Celtics are able to have severe mismatches where they're size, they're size down and they're outplaying to the point that they're actually able to make an advantage. And we saw that Jay Crowder has been playing the four and he's been working his butt off and it's working. And, and Stevens gave him a lot of credit yeah, after the game. And he really deserved it. And he did a phenomenal job. Cody Zeller, who surprisingly didn't get to face his brother nearly as much because it seemed like Crowder got him a lot. Yeah, they Crowder play, got and they never lot. actually really match up that much. But And they were on courts. They're on the court at different times a lot of the time. But Cody Zeller, who had a huge game here last time, he went 11-7. and seven. It was solid, but it wasn't anything really special. He had a really good yeah. basket, I think, late, though, off its a rebound mm-hmm. and score. That was really crucial. But... Jay Crowder is really working his butt off on defense. And then, of course, Jarebko outplayed Al Jefferson, which my mind still hurts from here. I'm getting a headache just from saying that out loud. Um, but Jarebko worked really hard. And, he, of course, Jefferson is, is kind of recovering from injury. So he's, yeah. he, didn't, he didn't look like himself at all, of course. But, I mean, Jarebko played really hard. What you loved is that Jarebko was fighting to try to tip the ball on rebounds, stuff like that. He had that. a lot of tip. I mean, he had 10, 10 rebounds, correct? Five offensive, five defensive. Yeah, he, he had that crucial tip out to, I think it was Jay Crowder to hit the three to yep. put them up by four. And that's where the Celtics really kind of opened up their lead at the end there. He did. He Jarebko has done far beyond obviously what any of us expected he and how he played so well against Jefferson in the second half one of the things is just his ability away from the basket to knock down three pointers that's been huge and then when he gets in there you know it's not like he's ripping down rebounds over Jefferson but like you said those tips those are rebounds those are second possessions for the team and you know Crowder turned those turned them into a three on a on a huge possession um just one last thing on Crowder Jefferson had 14 points tonight. He had two of those points in the second half. A couple of free throws. Didn't have any field goals. Crowder was matched up on Jefferson for a good portion of that second half. And to not even let him score, at least from the field, is a huge accomplishment. Something that Brad Stevens gave him a lot of credit for after the game. Jefferson went over two, and I think it was eight minutes in the fourth quarter. There only is only two points were coming on free throws, so then I hit a single field goal, and he showed some nice moves earlier in the game. So it wasn't like he, yeah, he opened up with like a couple he, of those moves in the paint. Yeah, it was like whoa. It's so he didn't, be a long he, night. Didn't, he didn't just like show up without the without anything tonight. It was yeah. the defense really shut him down in the fourth quarter here. Uh, but we got to talk more about Jarebko because Jarebko has been this kind of remarkable anomaly lately, where he's just he's riding the Jonas train here, where he had <laughs> what was it fifteen? Uh, I knew you were going to come up with something. There you go. It was uh, 16 and 10 tonight because, I mean, the train has to be at least 16 and 10. And he's hitting the threes. What I really loved was he came into the game, hit a big three late in the game, and gave the biggest fist pump, like Tiger Woods' downward yeah, fist I mean, pump. I mean, he, he pumped would up. You, wouldn't you be happy if you're Jonas Jarebko right now? I want to punch your ground as hard as I can, yeah. <laughs> I, he's been fantastic. He comes into Boston. He finds himself a role almost immediately. But... Still, like I said last show, don't forget, he got a DNP in his second game as a Celtic. You know, it, and Kelly Olynyk's coming back soon. <laughs> yeah, Some very, very similar be, player. That's gonna be that's gonna be fun because 
you know, Kelly's had his moments this season, but how Jarebko's been playing lately, it's going to be hard to take minutes from him. But he just kind of brings a whole another aspect to the floor that they have not really had. had. You could say that they've had it in Olenek, but he just brings it with a little more energy. And, I mean, you got to be excited. They're tied, tied for ninth with the team that they just faced tonight. So the playoffs are a very real option in Boston right now. And Indiana has a slight winning percentage edge over them, it looks like, as of this recording. I mean, what do you... What, what do you think of this? I mean, it's kind of it's kind of crazy. You know, they they strip down the roster as much as humanly possible. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, they just make two moves and they add a star to focus the team on. And I know I understand Isaiah Thomas wasn't a star in the NBA before this, but he was. He's been a star. He was, last year he was close, and here he is an absolute star. I mean, he's scoring twenty two a night now after this in four games, small sample size, but still twenty two points a game. That's nobody here was coming really close to that. Cough, cough, Jeff Green. But um, I mean, they have. By adding Thomas, they've completely revitalized their entire team, especially offensively. They have finally have the guy that fits with them offensively. They're seven and ten in their last ten games. Yep. So not much reason to see that. I mean, they're not going to be seven and ten on average for the rest of the season, right. probably. But there's, it's kind of hard to see them not making the playoffs at this rate unless Indiana really gets something together here. So, I mean, there's five teams that are in the mix, assuming the Heat can hold on to that seven seed. That would be Indiana, who currently has it, Boston and Charlotte, who are now tied for ninth, and then there's Brooklyn and, who am I forgetting, Detroit, who lost to the Knicks tonight. Those are the five teams that are going for one spot, so essentially there's you know a, a 20% chance for them to get it, but at the rate they're playing, they just look like they're better than any of those teams. Indiana did get a win over Cleveland tonight without LeBron win. and Kyrie, but That's not that big it's a big win, win and they did beat Golden State in the last week. Which is definitely a big So, game. obviously, Indiana is playing good basketball right now. And one, one luxury, though, is that you can go from being the eight seed to being, like, seventh it's in jam, the lottery very fast. It's, it's it takes, packed, like, a game so. and a half, basically. So, that can work out really poorly or really well there. One thing that the Pacers do not have is Jonas Jarebko. No, they don't. <laughs> now, those Detroit. Neither does Detroit anymore. Prince. They don't have Luigi Potome either. Uh, are we ever going to see Gigi's ponytail or uh, bun in action? Uh, the way things are looking right now, he's due for a 30 or 40 point game sometime soon. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Very quickly, rapid fire, box and ball. Give me both of them. Baller's got to be Isaiah Thomas. I just, like I said in the first video, can't stress enough how important he has been getting into the paint, finishing around the rim, finding open shooters. Isaiah Thomas has been so good. Uh, box. What I would like, I would love to know the last time that a team suffered a 25 to one run and went on to win the game as the Celtics did tonight. That's crazy. Eight seed. Here come the Celtics. All right. So for me, Baller is obviously Jonas Repko. I mean, like obviously, on, obviously, eighth man boogie over here. So the stat of the night, I guess it would be his five offensive rebounds. That's really great. But I, I do have to say his the 10 free throw attempts for Isaiah Thomas. He's consistently getting yeah. to the line double digits. It's just something that the Celtics needed so badly. Just not just from like a like just from like an excess nose point of view, but just from an emotional point of view. Rondo and is seven for twenty-five from the line as a Dallas Maverick. 
and Rondo got suspended, while Isaiah Thomas has already hit more free throws in four games than Rondo did in the entire season before that. So it looks like things worked out pretty well for the Celtics. So for Julian Edlow, I am Jared Weiss. This was the Garden Report powered by Lynda.com and now Peak Organic Brewing on CLA and this radio and Celtics blog. We will see you after Sunday's game. We'll have some more stuff from you from that Sloan. Peace out. With a two-game sample size, I would say it's been good, but I don't know that we can, def- you know, determine if it's good long-term or not. I think that um, I know this. Um, you know, the biggest thing for me has always been if you can find somebody um, with enough speed and skill that can guard above their size, then you can give them, you know, create some havoc on the other side of the court, and that's what Jay has done. Jay's ability to guard the post has given us some options um, as we've been smaller here, and and Jonas too. But you know we had to double Al still, and we had to do some of that stuff. But Jay did a great job on Al Jefferson. I mean, did as good as anybody can.